Thank you for tuning in to the Radio Bible Course. We're continuing our study of Jesus' promise regarding the inspiration of the New Testament. On the day before he was crucified, our Lord met with his apostles in the upper room, and he told them that he had many things yet to teach them, but he couldn't because they were not able to bear them. But he said, After he left, the Spirit of Truth would be sent, and that Spirit of Truth would guide them into all truth and show them things to come in the future. Many people are puzzled about what those things might have been which Jesus wanted to teach, but which the apostles were not able to bear. One of those teachings, I believe, is found in Acts chapter 10. Knowing how the apostles, being Jewish, would have nothing to do with Samaritans or Gentiles, apparently Jesus wanted to teach them something about the coming church, which would be made up of Jew, Gentile, and Samaritan. And so the Spirit taught Peter about this very important thing, but Jesus did not. It was several years after Jesus had ascended into heaven, when Peter was given a vision about a sheet being let down from heaven with unclean animals in it and a voice saying, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter's answer to God was, No, Lord, I have never eaten anything unclean. That sheet was raised back up into heaven and came down again and again. And after the third time, it was taken up. And as Peter was pondering, what this vision might have meant. The Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. But arise, go downstairs and accompany them without misgivings, for I had sent them myself. And Peter went down to the men and said, I'm the one you're looking for. What is the reason for which you have come? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, a righteous and God-fearing man, well spoken of by the entire nation of the Jews, was divinely directed by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and hear a message from you. So they invited him to come. And the next day he went with them, along with some of the brethren from Joppa, where Peter had been staying, and the following day they entered Caesarea. That's where Cornelius lived. And he went into that house, and as he talked with him, he found many people assembled, and he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a man who is a Jew to associate with a foreigner, or to visit him, and yet God has shown me that I should not call any man unholy or unclean. Peter learned a real lesson. He was being taught by the Spirit. He was being taught something that Jesus could not teach him before the cross. I suspect that some of those apostles would have abandoned Jesus if he ever told them that they would be one with Gentiles and that they would be going to Gentile homes and eating Gentile food. Why, that would have been too much for those traditional Jews. This, I think, is one of the important things that Jesus could not teach, but which he assigned to the Spirit to teach after his resurrection. 
There's still another major teaching. It's found in Ephesians chapter 2, which I think Jesus would have wanted to teach the apostles, but could not. In Ephesians chapter 2, we read this in verse 12. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who formerly were far off, have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who made both groups, that is, Jew and Gentile, both groups, into one, and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall by abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, that in himself he might make the two into one new man, thus establishing peace, and might reconcile them both in one body to God through the cross, by it having put to death the enmity. And he came and preached peace to you who were far away, and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have our access in one spirit to the Father. Well, the Gentiles knew that they were far away from the covenants of Israel, but the Jew wasn't so sure that the dividing wall had been broken down. And for Jesus to have suggested it before the cross would have been something that they could not bear. It would have been an intolerable teaching that the law would, by God's permission, be dissolved. The law which made Jew different from the Gentile. It was the basis of separation. Think of it, if you take the law away from a Jew, he's no different from anyone else. It's the law that makes him different. And Jesus came and died on that cross, and when he did, he dissolved that barrier between the two. What is it? The law of commandments. Let's listen again to what Paul wrote in verses 14 and 15. For he himself is our peace who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Well, what's the barrier of the dividing wall? Listen to the next verse. By abolishing in his flesh the enmity, which is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, that he himself might make the two into one new man. It's the law of commandments. It's like a wall that would not permit a Jew to go over into the Gentile camp, nor would it allow a Gentile to come into a Jewish home. The law of Moses separated them. It made the Jew live a certain way that was far different from any Gentile. He observed feast days and ceremonies. He observed a moral law that was far above the laws of the pagans. He had civil laws which governed his life. These were the law of commandments contained in ordinances, and it was necessary that that barrier be broken down because Christ wanted to have one church. He never built 
two churches, a Gentile church and a Jewish church, although there was a danger in the first century that it would be split into those branches, he wanted one church made up of Jew and Gentile. Bond and free. That's what we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, where it says, For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether Jew or Gentile, whether slave or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. So it was necessary for the barrier to be removed as long as the law was in the church. The Gentile could not function in harmony with the Jew in the church. The law had to go, and it did go. It was abolished by God himself. The fact that the death of Jesus Christ broke down the barrier between Jew and Gentile is significant to us today. It means that since the law was abolished in the church, the law has no place in teaching Christians how to live. Oh, we say, we must have the law to teach Christians how to live, or they would live in a deplorable manner. Not so. Nowhere in the New Testament were Christians ever told to behave because of the law of Moses. The motivation for good behavior and godly living is the grace of God and the love of Jesus Christ. When Paul the Apostle found immorality in the church at Corinth, he didn't talk to them about the Ten Commandments. He talked to them about their body being the temple of the Holy Spirit. Don't you know that you were bought with a price and that the Spirit of God lives in you? That's the kind of motivation and teaching that comes from the New Testament. When Christians did not give to help out those who were poor... Paul did not refer to the Old Testament, especially Malachi 3.10, and say you owe a tithe to God. He said, God loves a cheerful giver. Give what you want to give. Don't ever give under compulsion. There's a liberty that came with the Christian faith. But there's no liberty under the law. The law commanded what you must do. And if you didn't keep every point of the law then you were under its condemnation. And the punishment was death. Christ released us from the law. He paid the penalty that the law demanded, and we are free from it. Well, from where did Peter and Paul get their ideas about Gentiles? Jesus had promised more revelation before he was crucified. Did Paul ever claim to have received revelation from God? He was not one of the twelve apostles. Yes, he did. He said his gospel came directly by revelation of Jesus Christ. He said he did not get it from man. Listen to Paul in Galatians chapter 1, beginning with verse 11. For I would have you know, brethren, that the gospel which was preached by me is not according to man. For I neither received it from man, nor was I taught it. But I received it through a revelation of Jesus Christ. Paul goes to great length in chapters 1 and 2 of his epistle to the Galatians to show that his gospel did not come from men, nor from the apostles, nor from any churches. He wanted to establish this fact, that his gospel 
which was approved later by the apostles and endorsed by them, had come directly from Jesus Christ and therefore was the valid gospel. He said if anyone didn't agree with that gospel and anyone preached any other gospel, they were under the condemnation of God himself, that God would put them under the curse. That's how important it is that we understand revelation and inspiration. Jesus Christ had promised that the Spirit of Truth would come and would guide these men into all truth, and he did it. And Paul the Apostle was selected as a very special apostle to bear testimony before kings and before the Gentiles. Well, we have been discussing several things which Jesus could not teach before the cross, but which the Spirit taught after the cross. But there are more. And in tomorrow's lesson, we're going to discuss some more of those things which the apostles were not able to bear. I'll be here. I hope you'll join me. The abolishing of the law, which we read about in Ephesians chapter 2, is a subject not too familiar to many Christians. But you can learn more about this subject by writing for our free booklet called Great Words of the Bible, Grace. This teaching about grace will explain your relationship to the law. It will explain the Christian's freedom and what God is doing through his church today. Write for your free copy. If you would like to get more Bible teaching, we invite you to attend our Sunday morning Bible class, which meets at 9.15 each Sunday morning. It's free, and it's open to the public. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.